This is episode 12 with G. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream. And they fill it with their secrets. It's called Inception. Hello everyone and welcome to Cerebral Mind Control. My name is Hadlin. I am a hypnotist, magician, mentalist, and speaker. Every week I will bring to you a driven, focused artist or entrepreneur and pick their brains on how they have learned to control their minds for success. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here we go. Welcome back to the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. G. Seropia joins us on this episode to speak about his new album, Moksha. We also talk about how everything has a purpose, from emotion to feel to story, bringing attention to every detail that you do, and knowing when to take a rest and how to show your vulnerability. We talk about where his branding came from and how he has cultivated that into a very, very strong brand. If you check out any of his work, you will see and know exactly when it is G's music. This episode is brought to you by Hadlin Entertainment, Canada's one-stop shop for premium corporate quality entertainment services. Now, you guys are going to like this episode, so make sure you hit that like, that subscribe button, and share this episode Throughout this entire podcast, this will be the first one where we have background music going through the entire episode. And the background music is made up entirely of G's music. I need to take some time here and thank all of the subscribers. We are now in 31 countries and closing in on 1,000 hours of listening time. I'm so amazed by this. Thank you, each and every one of you. This is awesome. And it means a lot. So please help me grow this further Give me some comments and feedback, who you'd like to hear me interview next. And without further ado, I present to you G. Seropia. All right. Hey, man. G is in the house today for the Cerebral Mind Control podcast. And you are the man behind all the music that you've so graciously allowed me to, to utilize mm-hmm. in the intro and a lot of the outros of the podcast episodes. Not only that, but you also made the Wicked Witchcraft remix yeah. for one of my videos that, uh, yeah, we partnered on that, and that was great, man. Mm-hmm. You do awesome work. Thank you, thank you. Did I miss anything? Like, what um, else do you do? Well, aside from, well, from the work that we've done, I know we did, um, there were a couple other videos that you saw my music in. Right, yep. That was before yep. we actually started actually putting work in together, like collaborating on ideas. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, we've, we've been doing it for a while. Okay. And yeah, you you play music, you create music. Can you tell me about your newest project here? That uh, Well, the latest project that I came out with back in July is Moksha, yeah. which is an EP, that, uh, an instrumental EP that I put together. Okay. And what inspired you to make that? Uh, that kind of started off. Uh, with the fallout of my latest relationship, or sorry, not my latest relationship, my last, last long-term relationship. Okay. So it was kind of, it was kind of my therapy for me to get over it all. Okay. And, and I kind of chronicalized the, 
a story from of with the CP from of me uh, getting over it. Okay. Okay. I I'm gonna re-listen to it with that mm -hmm. new perspective, but I think I see what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Is do you get most of your inspiration from your own life? Yeah, like even if it's just beats. Like, I, I usually put a lot of myself and a lot of my life into the work that I do. Yep. Like, everything I do should have a purpose, and I make sure that it, there is purpose to everything from titling, from melody, from sampling, from the certain skits that I put into my work, from the certain samples that I use. Right. I try to make sure it either conveys an emotion, a feel, or it tells a story of mine. Okay. Without me having to write words to, to song. Right, that must be pretty hard. Mm -hmm. That, how long did it take you to kind of hone that in? Uh, I've been doing a lot more of that maybe in the past couple of years, two, three years or so. Okay. Um, a lot of it before was just, you know, the early stages is just experimenting, you know, trying to find my sound, trying to find my style. And these days I kind of already fine tuned that. So now it's about putting more of uh, putting more of myself into my work as opposed to just making it work. Okay. Very good. Yeah, no, it's mm -hmm. the true aspect of being an artist is putting yourself in your work. Mm -hmm. So you're a living testament of that. Yeah. It's awesome, man. And you're currently doing a a thirty day challenge for yourself. Mm -hmm. How how's that been for for you so far? It's been good. Uh, so what my challenge is is I call it one loop a day. Yep. Uh, which is inspired by this article that I saw online about this guy who would um, he would make uh, one eight bar loop of a beat within the span of 20 minutes and he would do that for a whole month. So I saw that as a good challenge for myself just to kind of exercise myself creatively and try to get my workflow a little better, a little more tight knit. Yep. And it's been working good so far. Like uh, for the days that I do miss, you know, I'm not perfect. I will miss a couple days here and there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll make up for it in the days later on. Right. So, you know, this weekend I'm here in Saskatoon for three days, so I have to put the extra two beats a day for the next three days and I'm back home. So right. it's not too bad. Like, as long as I make sure I keep myself consistent and, you know, just kind of get myself into that routine. I've, and it's, it's been helping me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and you're constantly on a creative. Mm -hmm. You're always looking for the, your next beat, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm, yeah, like, you know, for hopefully for any of these uh, beats that I work on in the next 30 days, you know, it, some of them do help, or sorry, some of them do end up somewhere, whether it be on somebody else's project or it can be used for one of my own projects or right. it just sparks somebody's creativity in some way. Exactly, inspire somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, all, that's what it's all about, really. Mm -hmm. You know, just inspiring as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. And you have quite the following. You're not even from Saskatoon. Mm -hmm. You're from Toronto. Yeah. Born and raised? Yeah. Yeah. And how old are you now? 25. 25. Mm -hmm. Oh, young guy. Yeah. <laughs> Still coming up. Yeah. Third century. Yeah. You feel old, though. I, I just recently turned 28. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I know what you mean. I'm almost in my 30s. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. what's going well, on, even, man? Even for me, like, you know, 25 is halfway to 30. Yeah. So, you know, it's still a ways away, but I still feel like I'm on the cusp of, like, really, really getting old. Yeah. And I still feel like I'm not where I need to be in terms of my career, in terms of my life. Like, I still want to, you know, I still want to level up from here. I still want to be more than I am already. Okay. So now, let's take maybe a step back. You, today, what's the big difference between you five years ago? Five years ago would be 2010. 
so difference in terms of what just mentality and you know your uh, where you are in your mm. career and uh, five years ago I feel like since then I've become a lot more particular okay. like with just anything and everything whether it be whether it be musically design um, um, just what I what I dress like how things look how things are how things feel yeah. like I just have I have a certain preference for for everything that I do okay and you know anything that I find wrong or flawed or just not right with me you know I'll, I'll call it out like for example like if I remember there's one time I was watching a movie and um, one of the uh, like the distributors one of their logos came up and like you know kind of took me out of the element of the movie not nothing anything was bad it's just just the way that I think these days like I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at something like say a logo mm -hmm. or a font and I'll find all these things that I would change in it and be like you know this should be closer here this should be a little longer there this should be this color for this thing right yeah just uh, it's 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 different I'm, I'm more my mind You're is refining more, more. yeah everything is more refined for me as back then you know everything was just more free and just more I didn't really have as big of an opinion as I do with everything else now. Yeah, okay. So now, with that perspective, and it, you've definitely changed a lot for the better. Mm -hmm. We can definitely see that. And uh, now, five years from now mm -hmm. to you today, what do you see is going to be the big difference? You're going to be 30 in five yes. years. Jeez. Like, where do you see yourself? Um, hopefully, my career is levels beyond what it is now like I'm you know I'm still working independently with with artists in my city so you know hopefully I do have some foot in to the industry right and just you know having a bigger name and a bigger following than what I have now mm -hmm. you know my and, and I just hope that everything I do now is is just ten times more and 10 times better than, than what it is by the time I do hit 30. Nice. Well, that's good. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're aiming high and yeah. you're, you always are striving for more. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important trait to have is to not be, you know, some people just get comfortable in mm -hmm. their current state and then they don't get better. They don't grow. Mm -hmm. And you know, your challenge there, mm -hmm. that's, I see big things coming from that challenge. Yeah. And I feel like 30 days, maybe that's maybe that's not enough. Maybe mm -hmm. you need more, but yeah. But I, I'd like to live a lot it of work. 30 days yeah. because you know there are other things that I still need to do aside from just this challenge or aside yeah. from working on my own stuff. So. Right. You know, but I'm I'm using this this 30 day challenge just as you know exercise. Yeah. Nice. Something to you know just to make my craft more tight knit. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that you've experienced on this challenge? Like challenges in that um, difficulties. Um, just getting started. Yeah. Yeah, just trying to you know trying to. It's only half an hour, so I know that the moment I start, half an hour later, I'll be over with it. But it's yeah. just either finding the time or just finding, not even so much finding the drive, but just wanting to get up and actually and do it. Yeah, not that it's you know not that it's that I don't want to do it. It's just you know. Just trying to trying to get into the right mind state to to get a pop in and yeah. and just go with it. So, what is the the mindset that you uh, 
that you're looking for? I, I just want to be in a good space or like just, you know, just to be in music mode. Yeah. Because I can't always turn it on. You know, there's times where I won't be feeling it. I won't be, I won't be in the mood to work on music or I'm just like, you know, there's nothing creatively going on. But with this challenge, you know, it kind of does have to force me or just give me that little nudge for me to, for me to get things moving. Right. So is there anything that you, that you've developed yourself that has helped you to, you know, if you're not feeling creative, to, you know, get your mind past that? Not really. Like, I've, I've learned to accept that, um, you know, sometimes you're not always going to be wanting to, to work on your craft. Like, you know, you do yeah. need your breaks. You do need your rest. You do need, you know, it's all part of, it's all part of your cycle. Like, you can't always be on yeah. So anytime, for me, when I do have those creative blocks, like I've learned recently that, you know, that's just all part of your, your resetting cycle. Right. You know, you will get back into it. It's not going to be, it's not going to be out forever. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I learned to go with it, you know, let it, let it do its thing. Yeah. And once I get back into creative mode, that's, you know, that's just when the cycle starts over again. Okay. It's not too bad. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because I, personally, I, I deal with some creative blocks quite often trying to create new tricks and refine my performances. Sometimes I won't really see exactly what I should do differently mm -hmm. right away. And yeah, so it, everything just happened. As long as you have that mindset, because mm -hmm. obviously you're pretty confident in your work that it's just, it's just gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, where do you think you got that from? Got what? Your, your mindset that things work out, they come full circle. Well, I've always, I've always, felt like you can't really force things to happen yeah. sometimes things do just happen on their own mm -hmm. and you know everything everything for me whether it be musically relationships life in general everything has worked in loops for me where you know things do come around things do get better things do restart so you know i've you know, i've read upon on having those creative blocks yeah and you know, people have said that you know, it's just it's all part of the process. It's not a bad thing. It happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody goes through it, so it's you know, it comes and it goes. It's definitely good to hear mm -hmm. that it happens to everybody, because yeah. you know, if it's the first time it happens to you, you can feel really overwhelmed and mm -hmm. discouraged. Yeah. And uh, so, if we can go back maybe a little bit further, like how many albums do you have? I am at six. Yeah, six instrumental albums deep. Nice. Very good. That, that's mm -hmm. amazing, man. I don't think many people even come up with one, mm -hmm. and you have six. That's awesome. Uh, what, what's your favorite one? My favorite, it will probably have to be my latest one, Moksha. Yeah. yeah. And Moksha? Yes. What does that mean, exactly? It means ending the cycle of death and rebirth. Oh, okay. Oh, and mm -hmm. another cycle of death yeah. through birth. Man, you're all mm -hmm. about the cycles. And it's it's cool you say that because uh, a lot of uh, the other successful people I've spoken with, alongside you, they, you know, everything comes in cycles and mm -hmm. seems to be a trend yeah. among, uh, among people. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting too because, you know, you're making loops. Mm -hmm. It's a cycle. Yeah, I see a lot of that in you mm. right now. Yeah, I've come to learn that. Cool. Yeah, I've come to learn that over the past years that you know everything, either everything repeats or everything comes full circle. And that's how it's always been for me. So it's it's funny how you know 
that mind state kind of defined itself more in the recent years for me because I, I would always see it come and go i would always see it happen every now and then yep. and then you know then nowadays it, it kind of has a there's a name for it you know there's like this is moksha is part of hindu philosophy so it's it, it's studied it's it's believed it's you know it's a thing right very cool man mm -hmm. so can you walk me through some of the thought processes that you go through on just you know starting one of those one of your albums uh for like well, what do you what do you think about to even like inspire you for that album like do you just think about the, what you're going through at that moment or do you think mm -hmm. about your past your, your future yeah well for for a couple of my previous albums like one of my first ones when I did yeah. get started was just noticing uh, a lot of good music that I was pumping out that kind of had a similar vibe or similar sound okay. that I wanted to share with the with people right and you know and kind of put it into into an album form uh, with the recent album or with you know with songs of my recent albums everything has come everything or a lot of them were made based on emotion or feeling yeah and that's kind of where this album sparked <clears throat> i started working on it after yeah after a breakup that yeah. i had and i kind of felt like um like i had songs i had a couple songs that i would make that would kind of that would kind of accidentally be related to what I was going through either that or I would I would start making songs to kind of use as an outlet to use as as therapy for myself right. just to kind of get over it okay and and a lot of my best songs I've noticed are the ones that come from the deepest emotions that I've had very cool mm -hmm. man that's awesome so you're a very emotional person mm -hmm. yeah and uh Let's see, do you know what motivates you for just on a daily basis to, to pump out music? Like what's what's behind it all? What gets you up out of bed in the morning? Sometimes just like a, a, a lot of my songs are, are sampled. Yeah. So sometimes, it, you know, something that'll get me working is a like a dope sample that I hear or just an idea that I have in my head or just just the feeling that I wanna I wanna take and harness into sound. Like the the last song that I had on my album, there's a melody. Uh, sorry, there's a melody that I had um, that I made after after a big falling out that I had in regards to in regards to that relationship. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had that feeling and I put it into piano form, just so you know it's kind of like capturing that feeling instead of a, into a picture into a melody right and I ended up taking that melody building around it and making a full song into it very cool and you're amazing uh, like when you create mm -hmm. and the work you do thanks it's awesome like if you guys any of you that are listening you guys you know his music you've been hearing a lot of his music at the end of the podcast there's always I put a, the entire song mm -hmm. and then uh, yeah and you have a new album coming out probably pretty soon, hey? Uh, nothing solo so far. I did just finish working on an album uh, with one of my one of the artists that I've been working with, one of my good friends, Raphael. Okay. Uh, we from finished, Toronto. Yes. Yeah. We finished working on his album called Dead Broke Millionaire. 
Okay. Actually, yeah, I remember seeing that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I did a lot of um I did a lot of production, co-production, mixing, sequencing. I sang on the intro, I sang back up for another song. You sang? Yeah. Oh man, you sing too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote, or I, I, I was featured on the last song as well with uh, our other friend, Recast. Okay. Uh, yeah, Multi-talented. Yeah. What, what other talents do you have? Uh, a good handful. Yeah. What's what's the um, what's the next well, top one? There? Okay. Well, in terms of in terms of the things that I do now, or the things that I have shown to the world, um, I produce. Yeah. I started rapping around the same time that okay. I produced. Um. I sing now. I guess I do a lot of things out of necessity, like anything that I feel that I can bring to the table that yep. will work. I'll do it. Like before this, I wasn't. I wasn't singing. I don't really sing in public. I don't really yeah. show that side of me. But you know, I felt like I this could have been used for this album, so I used it and it worked. Nice. And it fit perfectly. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. it's, and, uh, it's sorry, like a secret I, weapon. Yeah. Um, I also all of my album artwork I design. Mm -hmm. um, any so videos. So graphic I've designer. Done, yeah, graphic design. Any videos I've done in the past, I've edited. Conceptualized, directed. Yep. Um, the logo for my music collective, I started up, I designed the logo. I, nice, man. Know, I, try to, I try to do as much of what I can on my own. On my own. Before you outsource yeah, it. Yeah, before I, you know, places where I do know that I need help, you know, I'm not going to be egotistical. Right. Say I can do it all by myself. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll outsource what I need to outsource. Like um, on the album cover that I, oh sorry, on the Moksha album cover, uh, the logo, my friend Ron from Saskatoon actually, yep. he helped me design it. Yep. So yeah, shout out to Ron. Yeah, he just Thanks dropped you off. Yeah, he dropped me off. Yeah. He helped me with the logo. He's big help. He's a good friend. That's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities because even in my business too, mm -hmm. I do like for this, I do all the production yeah. for the, the audio and yeah, you were telling me, you know, the videos. Mm -hmm. uh, and graphic design for some of like my logo as well. Yeah, you are working on that <laughs> for the uh, for the podcast. Yeah, it's a lot of work, eh? Mm -hmm. Like you don't realize it until you start mm -hmm. going in that area. But uh, yeah, like, to learn everything about your craft mm -hmm. and in order to get it in front of people. Yeah. And if you don't like personally, I don't have the funds to be able to go out and hire a huge mm -hmm. team yet, right? I would love to. That would mm -hmm. save me so much time, but. No, I, yeah, yeah. Personally, I I don't mind doing all the work. Like I yeah. I like taking charge and I like having input and having say in everything that goes on. Especially if it has my name on it. Yeah. I'll make sure it has. You know, I'll make sure I'll I'll put my hands in everything that that's involved. Right. As much as I can. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good because you have a good creative eye for things. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the video that we put together. Uh, the, Day in the Life of a Magician, mm -hmm. you guys got to check it out. That video, the music that you made for it, made the whole video. Mm -hmm. It uh, it definitely, I feel it captures people and sucks mm -hmm. them right in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I did my best to edit it with uh, the music. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, I'm actually going to go back to it and keep adding more things oh, yeah? to it. It did reach a quarter million people, though. Wow. Yeah. So on uh, on what platforms? On Facebook. Facebook? Holy. Facebook by itself. Yeah. Okay. 
which is pretty good. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, YouTube. I found that actually, if you upload a video to YouTube and then post the link on Facebook, mm -hmm. Facebook's like, hey, we don't like YouTube. Yeah. We're not going to show anybody. We'll uh -huh. show a couple people. But then if you use their service, they're like, hey, thanks for using our service. Mm -hmm. We'll show number of people more yeah well it's not a bad thing to have the same video or the same piece that you have on multiple platforms you know just because you do want it on one platform doesn't mean you have to keep it there right you know, not you know certain people don't use facebook certain people don't use youtube twitter right. instagram so if you do put everything everywhere it's going to catch somebody's attention right so what other platforms do you use um i'm on almost everything uh facebook twitter instagram Snapchat, Tumblr. Okay. Um, everything is this, the same uh, username, G Seropia. Perfect. And the link yeah. will be online, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. put it in the show notes mm -hmm. after this. You guys can check it out. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. Uh, but, but musically, mm -hmm. is there anything else other than SoundCloud out there? Uh, there's SoundCloud. SoundCloud is the biggest thing right now. Yep. Uh, it's the biggest, it's the most popular way to get your music heard or get your music out there and everybody uses it as a form of, of sharing their own sounds i've seen a lot of people blow up just because everything is on soundcloud oh yeah uh the one i used to use before which i still do use is bandcamp bandcamp right okay um yeah you can upload your albums there it's kind of like it's kind of like a customizable itunes where you can kind of design the layout of bandcamp to fit the colors of let's say your album cover and you can sell things on there you can sell your merch you can sell your albums okay so it's, it's not a bad platform but right now the thing that's really catching people's attention is soundcloud so you know i wasn't using soundcloud before but i noticed how much of a like how many eyes and how many ears are on soundcloud so you know you have to adapt with with the times and with the technology right. and this podcast is actually hosted through soundcloud yeah, exactly that which, too. yeah and it works pretty good for that. Like they just recently mm -hmm. added the podcasting uh, options, mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm pretty glad because I didn't know where else to go. To yeah. Be honest, for for a podcast, mm -hmm. I thought I was gonna have to host it on my own website and mm -hmm. and then uh, send out the feeds to iTunes and whatnot. Yeah. Well, you, you are gonna have this on video too, so there's you know, yeah. well, off the bat, there's SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, YouTube. So that's three platforms yeah. where somebody's gonna hear it somewhere. Yeah. It's also on TuneIn. And uh, Stitcher Radio, mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some of the different mindsets that help you to to get to this point here. I want to find out if if you could share it with us. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. you know, what are the three main beliefs that you have that kind of guide you on your path? Three main beliefs. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, just recently, uh, actually, the podcast that I released for last week, because mm -hmm. this will this will be released on the week of the what, what day would that be? Today's the thirteenth. Yeah, this is being recorded on the thirteenth, but it'll be released. On the 19th mm -hmm. so last week's episode for people that are listening yeah. now and <clears throat> Tristan he was talking about uh, one of his beliefs is just being completely honest mm -hmm. in absolutely every business interaction yeah and it helps you tenfold but yeah mm -hmm. do you have anything uh, similar 
that you, you know, you, you stick by? For me, I feel like sticking to my sound and being completely vulnerable yep. is what produces my best work. Okay. You know, in, in the music world right now, trap is kind of taking over the mainstream sound, right? Yeah. So, you know, personally, I'm not, the, I'm not a big fan of trap. You know, I can listen to some trap, but, you know, I've noticed for whether it's beat competitions or just people people starting up making beats or or just listening to music in general, everything is trap, 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 trap. And for me, when I started, it was a lot, it was a lot of soul samples um, that I was that I was working with. So you know, I I can go the easy route, make a bunch of trap beats, go into competitions with all those, and and blow up but that's not really my lane right you want to stay true to you yeah like you know a lot of shit that i make is either like chill hip-hop chill r&b um house like boom bap shit um <laughs> things like that trap rarely every now and then but you know i just i make what i feel sounds good and i i like to put as much of my feeling, my emotion, my experience into what I do, okay. and I don't let I don't let the mainstream sound define what I sound like. That's good. Because I like to sound like what I sound like, and even with my albums, I don't even like to sound like what my last album sounded like. If you were to go through my albums, everything has a distinct sound or theme or just a feel to it. So I like to, you know, I, I like to keep everything ever changing, but all me, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, staying true to you is very important. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad there's a, a lot of people. Uh, there should be more people mm -hmm. that are like that. Because there was a time when, uh, like personally, where I didn't do magic. That was me. Mm -hmm. I didn't get magic that, you know, was similar to what someone else was doing. It wasn't really a story that I was telling about myself, you know, to express myself, but, you know, through the ages, through the years, I've refined things and beginning to do a lot more magic that, you know, portrays the real me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, that is really important. I like that a lot. Yeah. Have you always been like that? I feel like I have, um, like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of easy ways to get to where you want to be. Yep. But there's only one way for you to get to where you want to be, where you'll feel 100% comfortable with yourself. Right. Because, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to conform and just sound like everybody else. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You know, I can't copy the ways that the, my favorite artists got to where they were because everybody does have their own and everybody does make it. And everybody will have a fan base for the certain sound that you have. Like, there's different kinds of music everywhere. Right. And, you know, a lot of people are popular and not mainstream. So it is possible. It's yes. just a matter of getting your sound out and, and just to keep pumping music until somebody catches it, you know, until somebody, until somebody listens, until somebody hears and somebody understands what's, what's going on and there's something, you know, there's something special about what you do. So... Do you have any, well, you probably do. Uh, what are 
your or who are your inspirations? Sorry, in the in the music industry. Um, in terms of production, Kanye is a big influence. Okay. Just because he, you know, he's doing he's been doing his own thing, and doing it the way he wants to do it. Right. Uh, Dr. Dre is a big influence because for him, quality and perfection is everything. You know, you listen to any of his albums, everything is put together so precisely. And that's the way that I like to do things, you know. I like to, you know, working on working on my albums, I mix everything I, myself, I master everything myself. So, you know, I would spend countless hours going back to the same song, fine-tuning what needs to be fine-tuned, listen to it in the headphones, in my monitors, bump it in the car, see what sounds right, see what I need to change, go back change it, do the same thing over again until everything sounds exactly where I want it to be. Okay. So, you know, he, he taught me precision and perfection. Right. Um, yeah, those two are like one of the biggest influences for those reasons. Right. And that kind of, that's like their, their madness and the way that they do their craft is kind of the way I would like to do my thing, but still, you know, I would like to do the way that they do it, but just not in the lane and not in the same sound that they do their thing. Right. I like, you know, I'll take, I'll, like I'll learn values. from them. Yeah, I'll yeah. learn from them, but I won't mimic them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. That's awesome, mm -hmm. dude. Uh, do you have any inspirations that come from, like, other industries? Like, maybe not just the music um, industry, but... Or, uh, I guess mentors or idols. Mentors or idols. Well, I do have. Um, I really noticed uh, a lot of uh, being particular. I saw in uh, two of my friends that I was in a Filipino folk dance group with. Okay. Uh, we were part of this group called FFC Folklore for Filipino Canada. Right. Um, it was their brothers. Uh, Lee and Pierce. Okay. Uh, they're very, they're very artsy. They're very design based. They're very particular. Lee is our, um, he's our coordinator. He kind of runs everything. He choreographs everything. Uh, Pierce is his younger brother. He's a dancer, but they're both they're both artists. Uh, sorry, they're both visual artists. Okay. And I've noticed, you know, before I was, before I was the way that I was, I noticed that they were that same way too they're very particular about everything you know whether it's whether it's this font being this way or this dance move being this way this pose for this dance being this way this part of the music being this way yeah uh, you know i kind of saw that in them and now it's it's kind of brushed off onto me okay and that's actually the reason why we even know each other mm -hmm. is because of your involvement in yeah. there and then you came to Saskatoon where mm -hmm. I happened to be doing or I was involved with the Filipino community mm. uh, folk fest dancing yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you yeah. performed I remember you you performed really quick one year for folk fest. Uh, yeah. I only I did performed. one year. Yeah. yeah. And then um yeah, I performed we were here every year. Well, personally, I've been here every year from 07 to 2011. Okay. Oh, I didn't um, know it was that many years. Wow. Yeah. So That's I was awesome. here. I was here a lot, like you know, uh, FFC, uh, KFE, the other group that's here, the other dance group that's here. Like they, 
they had a big hand in shaping to what my life, not even just my career, what my life has been, or where my life is at now. Right. And from all the people I met, from all the relationships I've been through, from all the friends that I that I've connected with out here and through both groups. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I like how how things just work out that way. Mm-hmm. You know, just as you live through life, you know, the connections you make, you, you yeah. don't know what they're gonna foster into mm-hmm. until later. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm really glad that I met you because I can't make music. Like, I mean, I, I tell people that there is no can't, right? Mm-hmm. So technically I can make music. Mm-hmm. It would just take me years and years and years and years, even just to scrape the surface of what you do. Uh-huh. Not to even get close to you 10 years ago yeah. would take me so many years so well, you know it's not my thing so mm-hmm. I, yeah yeah that's just yeah. one of those things that you know you can outsource to yeah and, exactly you know and that's why i come in and it worked out perfectly definitely mm-hmm. yeah because yeah through me you know i am providing you with with music and through you i'm you know i'm kind of dipping into your fan base yeah. even though it's not music related my music is still linked with your work and I'm you know I'm proud to have it linked with your work because your work is is dope thanks man like with the with the POV magic and all that you don't yeah. see people doing shit like that no I'm starting to see a few more people do it though mm. <laughs> it's just funny well yeah well you're at least will be you know a pioneer or at least one of the first to do it right so and you got video proof so <laughs> I'm just gonna lie video proof with mm-hmm. the timestamp it's true exactly yeah uh, yeah I'm gonna read like I we talked about that. I'm gonna redo that video mm-hmm. for uh, a second release of the same video, but yeah. then I'm also gonna do part two. Yeah, I was about to say you should just do like a part two of it. We'll work on your song, new video. Yeah, get some new shit popping. Yeah, I'm excited. That mm-hmm. that'll be a good one. I'm gonna wait for uh, this Christmas rush to go uh-huh. through because it's just so yeah. much stuff going on, man. Everything's gonna get filtered out. Yeah. With yeah, everything Christmas related. Yeah. That's um, how it is. How's your season for Christmas? Is it busy? Uh, in terms of Christmas, in terms of the Christmas season, or just like just in terms of things going on around the season? Yeah, well, everything. Um, and... Yeah, you know, I got I got some things going on. I'm finishing up, or I'm helping finish up um, my homie Recast's album. Yep. He's, okay. a, he's a rapper from Toronto. Yes. He's part of my collective, White Lotus. Um, he's working on an album and he kind of got me in last minute to provide some beats for him, provide some background vocals, um, help him mix, master, fine tune his, his album just so that it's, you know, just so it's exactly where he wants it to be because he's noticed the things that I do, he's noticed the way that I work and kind of likes that, he sees it and he wants to add that element into his craft, right? into his work. So I'm working on that. Um, I just found out recently about a beat competition that's going on in Toronto. Okay. Uh, Battle of the Beat Makers. Nice. That's um, perfect for you. Yeah. Uh, big names like uh, Wonder Girl came out of there. She won a competition a couple years back. We're actually part of the same uh, program called the Remix Project in Toronto. Okay. So they're nice. like, Very uh, cool. yeah, they're like, um, <clears throat> they're a program to help uh, provide a provide a place for you to work on your craft and learn about your craft and find some your craft. Right. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, so, you know, she came out of there, so I'm going to try and and be part of that competition. Sweet. And win it, just to get my name out on that platform. 
tired of those two things that I'm working on and also, you know, working on everything for next year as well. Right. To see what comes up for next year. How do you prioritize what you're going to do next? Um, so you, you have a lot of things going on at once, you know? Yeah. Like, like how do you know, okay, this takes priority, like, mm. yeah. figure that out? Uh, yeah, every day there's, you know, there's always, for me, there's always something to work on. Yeah. Musically. <clears throat> uh, just, it depends on inspiration and time. Inspiration, right. So if I'm inspired. Yeah, you can't force it. Yeah, like I never try to force, I never try to force creativity. I kind of just let creativity flow through me. Right. And just, you know, do do what I feel when I feel it. So, you know, when I feel like, when I feel like working on something a certain day, I'll work on it. Even if it isn't top priority, I'll kind of put my time into that. But when it comes to time, you know, things do have, things do have deadlines. So I make sure to finish those deadlines, but at the same time, I could still work on some things that I do feel like working on before that, because I can't force things that have deadlines if I'm not feeling it. Right. But at the end of the yeah, day... Because, yeah, you like to produce the yeah. best product possible. Yeah, but the at, the, at the end of the day, I'll make sure that everything gets done on time. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. I, mm -hmm. I actually, I wanted to ask you, what is the symbolism behind the avatar symbol? Uh, for me, for those who don't know, Avatar is uh, a show, Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, and he's the, the main character, Aang, is the inspiration for myself. And he's the reason I adopt his character as my brand, which is why I wear the arrows. Yeah. Um, in the show, he's, he's the master of all four elements. You know, he can bend earth, air, water, fire. And I feel like that's kind of the way I do things too. You know, I can, I can do, or I, you know, I have a bunch of talents that I have to share with the world. Right. And I try to master each one of those and just give as much as I can and show as much as I can and just slowly, slowly open these curtains for the things that I can do. And um, yeah, and like, you know, he's, and that aside, like he's also, he's a, he's a chill guy. He's like, yeah. he's a funny, quirky guy. But at the same time, you know, when shit hits the fan, he'll get things done. Nice. So that's why, you know, I've been watching the show since I was 15, so. 10 years now. Yeah, 10 years later, he's kind of like, you know, he is I and I am him, like we're one and the same. Nice. And, you know, a lot of people, not even, not even just back home, like even a lot of people here, like everybody associates me with Avatar. Yeah. They know it, like they know that's me. It's good branding. Yeah, good branding. That's why, like every time I'm out, I'm always wearing a hat. I have, um, yeah, I paint, I hand paint all my hats. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. I was just gonna ask you this. Yeah, I hand question. paint all of them. Um, I have eight or so that I painted. Okay. So you know, I try to accommodate all my outfits. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it Definitely. keeps, and it keeps it, the brand. You know, going. it's your character, right? Yeah. Your, your brand, and, mm. and you got to portray that. It's really important. I, I like that you, mm. you're always uh, conscious about that. Yeah, I try to be... Something I've struggled with, for sure. Yeah, you know? I try to be purposeful with everything I do. Yeah. Make sure, you know, everything... And it shows, uh, it's making a lot... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that uh -huh. in this way, but yeah. Well, you know, this kind of developed on its own. Like, first it was like, oh, it would be cool to have his arrow on a hat. Yeah. And then it kind of developed into my brand, and, and it kind of stuck with me. And, like, I would start noticing <clears throat> certain things, certain aspects of the show that I can relate to my life, to my music, that I would kind of connect even with uh, my music collective, White Lotus, um, the name derives from 
like a secret society that they had in the show. Okay. Um, and they were all because in the show, you know, a lot of the a lot of the um, the benders who had been their own elements, they kind of stuck to themselves. Earth benders were earth benders, fire benders were fire benders. Everybody was segregated. But with White Lotus, um, you know, there was secret society that looked beyond that. You know, it was a group of it was a group of people who mastered their craft, but were of different bending styles. But you know, they didn't really see. You know, they saw past, they saw past all that and just looked towards unity. Right. Yeah, they looked past the mm -hmm. segregation and yeah. came together. Yeah, and that's why I started White Lotus. Like, my vision for White Lotus is, you know, myself and the five guys, or myself and the four guys who started it, we're, we're just a bunch of musicians right now. But, you know, in the future, this goes into your question from earlier, five years, ten years from now. In the future, you know, I want to see it as more of just a music collective. I want to see it as an artistic collective, a creative collective. You know, I want there to be photographers, videographers, painters. Right. I want us to have like a school, a film, you know, a film company, uh, it's everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Record label, all that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's a really good vision. Mm -hmm. That's definitely important to have. I, I like mm -hmm. that a lot. And I really like how you, you have, you know, created such a strong brand and incorporated mm -hmm. that because, you know, that's, I, I was saying earlier how I've struggled with that personally, mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. just growing my hair out right now is mm -hmm. like step one of creating my a specific brand, I guess, because yeah. uh, I've never seen, well, no, I guess I've seen a couple, but magicians or hypnotists that have long hair. It's mm -hmm. usually short business cut yeah. or bald, mm -hmm. right? So I figured I'll go to the opposite extreme and that way it'll set me apart from the majority of them, mm -hmm. just visibly, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just your just your profile, your silhouette. Right, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that alone is a brand in itself. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to put hours of artistic and creative input. It could just be as simple as what you said, growing your hair, like look at The weekend. You right. Know, the yeah. weekend, like you can spy his hairstyle from a mile away. You know that's him. People with certain profiles and silhouettes like that, you know, that is a brand on its own. So yeah, that's you know, there's a start, yeah. and it could be it could be a finish too. It doesn't need to be more than that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes, and yeah, yeah I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's already working mm -hmm. right now, even though it's only been a, a year so far, mm -hmm. but. Uh, but yeah, so your, your avatar symbol there, mm -hmm. um, did you, I may have missed it, but did you say how long ago you started doing that? Oh, uh, yeah, I started, the first hat that I painted was 2008, maybe. And that was just because I thought it'd be a cool idea to have, you know, his hat or his arrow design because yeah. he has a tattoo of an arrow on his head. On his head, yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to bring that element into, into clothing form. Man, wouldn't it be cool? I can still, I can totally see this in the future. If you were making music for an avatar, for them, yeah, for them, for like their new release or something, mm. or yeah, that that'd be a good end goal. Yeah, mm. they have another series out, I think, mm. right? Legend of Korra. Yeah, are you watching that? Uh, yeah, that well, no, if it, if it, of course I watch it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, right. Yeah, they they finished it, four seasons worth of it. Yeah, I've, I've kept up with it all. Okay. 
I normally ask people on this podcast if they could leave behind a piece of media, like a TV show, movie, mm-hmm. song, or book, mm-hmm. that when someone watches it, listens to it, yeah. it screams that person. So uh-huh. if in your case, it screams G. Uh-huh. But we've already uh-huh. we've already touched on that. It's obviously Avatar, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say Spice Girls, but you know, <laughs> okay, Avatar comes second. Um, yeah. Avatar is, for anybody who knows me, that's, you know, since high school, it's been like that. You hear Avatar, you'll think of me. It's, you know, I've kind of made myself synonymous with that. And, you know, and it, I'm glad it was that show. Like, it, you know, I, can't, I didn't really choose it. it you know, it kind of just worked out the way that it was because, like, it is a children's television show. It is a, a cartoon right, for kids. There's but, so much meaning yeah. and message behind that the kids don't uh-huh. get. Yeah, like, you know, you can watch it for face value, for anything, not even just a show. You can see things for face value. <clears throat> but if you, you know, for the people who, who do put their heart, their their emotion, their their life into their work, you know, you can see a deeper meaning of things. Like, Avatar deals with a lot of, um, you know, you can look at it as just being a... a a show about a kid who you know who, who's fighting like fighting a war trying to stop a war but you know it delves into things like uh, religion um, genocide um, segregation um, spirituality yeah uh, science everything like it just you know it there there's like there's pages and pages of, of deeper meaning to just that show alone. It's it all depends on how you look at it and how you how you think compared to what what you see. Right. So there's you know it depends on your perspective. So when you when you come across uh, something new or even maybe some of the some of the, your mentors, uh, it was uh, sorry. Uh, Dr. Dre was one of them, right? So when you listen to his music, do you start to think of the deeper meanings? Uh, with him, well, when I brought him up, is more production-wise. Right. Uh, when I listen to him, you know, he, he's one of the few guys where if a new song or a new album comes out, I'll plug in my, my good speakers. I'll, I'll give time to sit in front of these speakers and just listen to everything. Okay. And just, you know, take it in and... Just take everything in detail by detail, you know, other regular songs or just other average songs. I can just bump while I'm driving the car or just like bump while I'm while I'm on a computer or whatever. But certain people, certain people like him, Kanye, Kendrick, where where I like to listen to the quality and just take in the technical aspect of things. Like with him, you know, I like hearing the layers of sound, what he does with this sound, what he, you know, the way he does his drums, the way he right. works his right, melodies. Right, right. Yeah, like the effects that he puts on for certain things. You I listen really, for different things. Yeah. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can see all the different, the amount of work that went into mm-hmm. it that a lot of people can take for granted because they don't yeah. have your skill set. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it reminds me of when I watch like a magic performance mm-hmm. and I know magic it's sleight of hand and whatnot mm. right but when i watch a magic performance that doesn't fool me i can still be amazed because of the yeah technicality you, you know it. you know the background yeah you i know, know what's what happening in the, yeah, yeah behind closed doors or behind the curtain yeah exactly mm. and i know a little bit of time <clears throat> the time and dedication it 
takes to be able to pull some of those mm -hmm. some of those effects off yeah but yeah I can relate in that way but definitely mm -hmm. what do you feel is the purpose of life purpose of life I know it's a deep question mm -hmm. yeah no, oh, I love questions like this. Like, it kind of gets you thinking on on a grander scale, right? Other than just day to day. Exactly. Um, for me, purpose of life is just finding out why you're here and and doing that to the fullest. Like, I see a lot of people um, just settling with with decent jobs, settling with office jobs, but is that actually what you want to do? You know, and if it is what you want to do, then do it. You know, go for it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, there, we do need, you know, everybody can't be gods here. Yeah. You know, we do need the average Joes. You know, it's not a bad thing to be average Joe, but whatever you do, you know, do the best at it. Be the best at what you can be, whether it is an accountant or whether it is a butcher or whether it is um, a teacher. Or whether it's, you know, being a magician, an artist, a musician, producer, you know, just whatever you do, do it and own it. Nice. I like that definition. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna add that. I'm ask almost every single person that's come on the podcast so far that mm -hmm. question. And I love the the varying answers and how yeah. they all really essentially they all relate to each other. Mm -hmm. It's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um Another hard one. If you could only leave behind for your future children, mm -hmm. you need to leave behind something that is going to teach them in a very important lesson that they have to apply to their life. And let's let's limit it to uh, a book or an album. An album. Or, or movie even book album or movie well, I'm not much of a reader so I'm gonna go album or movie something okay. that will teach them a major lesson in life yeah you said? something that it's taught you <clears throat> an important lesson that you want to make sure is instilled in them um, and they have to do it like there's no questions they have to they have to learn it apply it and be it I want to say, um, if I were to choose an album, I want to say the best one I can think of right now off the top is Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Okay. The reason I say that is because, you know, I've been listening to this album for a long time since I was, since I was young, but it was just recently that I realized that there was a whole, you know, it's not just an album. There's a concept to it. <clears throat> and the concept of the whole album was that um, it's called The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill because it starts off in the classroom. Okay. And um, and the teacher's calling out names, you know, seeing who's present, who's not. He calls out Lauryn Hill's name. Nobody answers. And what I realized, that's when I kind of started realizing what the album is about because, you know, through every song or through most songs, there's a skit in between where they're talking, you know, the whole day was them talking about love, aspects of love, lessons about love, 
but the whole thing is that she's not there to learn it in class so she kind of learns it the hard way through her life experiences okay and, you know everything that she misses in class she talks about in her songs afterwards and for me a lot of my life has been defined by by love whether it's you know whether it's whether it was a, a girlfriend or someone who was close to being a girlfriend or family or friends um and yeah a lot of that album is kind of just lessons of love and yeah it's something that that i feel like if you know my life is heavily based on that yeah very so cool. if you know if my kids are going to be anything like me they're going to they're going to go through things like that powerful so that album will probably help them a good amount hopefully i'm definitely going to listen to it and mm-hmm. fortunately i haven't listened to that album mm-hmm. i probably have heard maybe one or two songs off of it mm-hmm. in my time but yeah i will I'll definitely listen to it. I'll put a link so that yeah. people can it's, yeah, it's a check it out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What is one small thing that you've done that has helped shape who you are today? Um. I know it's. Yeah, it's these not are like the, very. It's a hard one, man. I know it. Uh, you know, some people have said. Uh, actually, no, I'm, I don't remember every single time, every single one people have said. But uh, yeah. for example, um, yeah, there we go. Mark Morris recently said that he holds doors open for people. Mm-hmm. You know, just something small and just helps to progress the world forward and mm-hmm. share the positivity with people you know something like that maybe you helped a old lady cross the street mm-hmm. or something you know well I don't know if it, this is considered small scale but just trying not to repeat mistakes okay you know learning so learning yeah just, just learning then. yeah learning from what you've done right or wrong yep or mostly wrong and just try not to repeat that Try not to get stuck in that loop of right. things because, you know, the more you do it, the more you're just going to keep doing it until you break out of it. And until and once you break out of it, everything's going to change. Okay. I like it. And you said another thing in there that's really, really interesting to me. You said loop again. Mm-hmm. You know, you get stuck in that loop. And I feel like, me, you know, that's just, that's the way your mind works. You're, you're working with... Uh, you're working with beats, you're working with music, mm-hmm. and even the, the arrow almost seems like it's the beginning of a, a forward loop. Mm-hmm. You know, everything about you is about um, balance, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm thinking out loud in a mm-hmm. sense, but yeah, I really I really like that about you, man. You're, you're an awesome guy. Thanks. Uh, and I just want to take some time and acknowledge you, because first off, you came from Toronto to Saskatoon, mm-hmm. right? Not just for this, you have lots of friends here. You know, you, this is a chance for you get to see everybody. Mm-hmm. However, you also, you know, this podcast, it, it's great that you were able to, you know, come here and, and mm-hmm. be on the podcast. It's, it's yeah. definitely awesome. And just 
the amount of work that you put into everything that you do, the amount of detail that you put in and attention to detail, like that alone I'm going to take with me because you know in the past sometimes I've put things out and it's like it's good enough. I just mm -hmm. want to get it out there. But no, yeah. you know <clears throat> and maybe things aren't gonna be always hundred percent perfect because mm -hmm. you're not perfect to begin with, right? But I really like how you said earlier that you know, if, if you don't put out a beat for a couple days, you'll make up for it later. Yeah. So you'll still end up, right, with mm. your 30 beats in 30 days. Instead of falling behind, you, you know, you know you're going to catch up. Yeah. You stay a man of your word, which is awesome. That's mm. a really strong trait to have, and I really like that about you. You, uh, yeah, man, you, you amaze me in it, everything that you do musically, and actually most of what you do is musically, and mm. yeah, man, it's awesome. I, course oh yeah you dance as well mm. and I don't think I've seen you dance which is funny well thing. no because I was for for my dance group for FFC is mostly or mainly uh, their musician their lead musician oh that's what it was right mm. I forgot so about yeah that. and like we you know we lacked in in uh, in the in having guys as dancers so wherever they need to put me they'll put me yeah and I didn't mind it you know yeah, you're multifaceted yeah it's part of the culture so they should so, I can, I mean, we touched on it earlier, but if you can just like walk everyone through again, um, what are the best ways to get in contact with you? Uh, best ways, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, where all my music is, um, Snapchat, which is kind of big now, yeah. if you want to see me do my thing on the daily, uh, and if you want to see catch up on my my uh, one loop a day challenge yep. it's all up on there yeah i check um, that out every day yeah and everything is the same g seropia that's really good that you were able to get yeah a congruent uh -huh. uh, username for all of them yeah yeah i learned that from school from uh i took um i went to school for independent music production okay at seneca at york in toronto yeah and uh yeah like i learned a lot from there one of the things i learned for social media was to have a consistent username because if they can find you with one username here, they'll find you with that same username everywhere else. And, you know, no, no lines will get crossed, no, no links will get lost in the, in all the other links out there. So, yeah, and I kept in my, you know, I, I didn't want to make it something like G Beats or G Music. Because, you know, it might not be Beats and Music down the road, but it's always going to be me and it's always going to be something creative. Right. So I thought I'd keep it as just my name. And plus, you know, I want people to recognize my family, who I come from, and just have my name, you know, have my name rippled throughout the world. Yeah. I see that happening. Mm -hmm. Well, at least we're witnessing it happen right now, mm -hmm. actually, which is awesome. Um, can you share with us your favorite story or memory? Actually, yeah, your favorite memory. Of just your favorite memory, man. That's it could be anything. Very general. Yeah, it could be, you know, something really personal. It could be something like really business. It could be something recent or really um, far in the past. Wow. To go through like 25 years of memories to. <laughs> See, for me, it's really hard to pick favorites. Like with anything in general, it's like I usually I'm I'm the kind of guy who's like top five, top three, okay. top ten. It's really tough. Yeah, and um, I put you on the spot for the top one. You know, what's how about the first one that comes to your mind? First one, 
best memory that comes to mind? I'm trying to think of like a really standout moment. What I'm looking for is like an exclusive story. Exclusive. <laughs> something, something that, you know, um, not many people know about you that you'd like to, you know, let them in on your inside world a little bit more. Exclusive. We can come back to it if you'd like. Yeah, or if you could like, because exclusive is kind of general, is kind of narrowing it down. Like, help me narrow it down like a little, a little more. bit more. Yeah. Okay, like uh, exclusive, maybe a funny story, uh, something that a story or a memory rather, where you know you made a big, uh, a really important connection that you never really thought the connection was going to be there. And the connection could be like, you know, business or personal or let's see what else could we do here. Like a memory where a memory of like your early days in music, um, oh, maybe your early and awkward days, if those ever existed. I don't know. Okay. Uh, awkward early um, I'll share one okay. if you want. Um, when I first started with magic, I guess people, my parents will say when I was a kid, but I don't count that. So we'll go to like my very first official paid show. Mm -hmm. So when you get paid for something, technically you're a professional, <clears throat> yeah. right? This was six months into starting anything, any sort of uh, good magic. Uh -huh. And I was in this garage it was uh, just a house Christmas party, really, really small. There's maybe 25 people or so. Right. And I just loaded my pockets up with different magic tricks, <laughs> tons of different magic tricks. Mm -hmm. I had no real plan or anything. I just kind of, I kind of had a plan, I guess, of a, a flow <laughs> of it all. But uh, I ended up dropping a really important part of the trick. Uh -huh. And I think no one saw it. Either that, or they did see it, and... They didn't say nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and they just like, oh, that's a little bad. But what I did was, I, I didn't like, turn my head and look yeah, at it right away. It. I let it stay there, and I put my foot on top of it, and then I like, glued my feet there. I didn't move uh -huh. at all from there. So when I got someone to pick a card, I'd step forward with one, one foot, leaving my foot behind yeah. on on the, the secret thing that I dropped. And yeah, afterwards, uh, the guy who's really close to me, he definitely noticed and he mm -hmm. told me about it later uh, because I had to go down and tie my shoes, yeah. quote unquote, right? So I could reach under yeah. and pick it up. But yeah, it was uh, the entire show. I just kept on thinking of my right foot. There's something uh -huh. there. What do I do? Just like sweating yeah. as I go through everything. And, it was, it was hilarious looking back because I was so unprepared uh -huh. and I think it still worked out, but I still think that they all just were giving me pity. Yeah. Well, no, and that, you know, those are the beginnings of learning to roll with the punches of performance. Like, you know, everything's not going to happen. You know, mics will cut out, things will drop. Yeah. You know, you just got to learn to try to see what you can do to work around the problems that 
the come off the jump so oh yeah and then yeah okay that's kind of giving me an idea of what what i can speak on um you know when i was younger i was always i was always an artsy guy but more of a visual artist so you know my whole plan was get into art school become an artist but uh what i didn't realize until later was that i always had i always had an interest and like a fascination with music so you know music music never came out of nowhere for me music was always it was always there but it was kind of a little to the side right until until um art stepped back and even even before even between art and music there was film like i got into film for a bit film television yeah i went to college for a year for that but um yeah for me music was always there and you know i noticed it looking back on all my memories involving music i kind of noticed that there was this thing about it that i loved um and the way i noticed it was I had, I had like a couple like tiny tiny stories where you know music was always there like i remember getting in trouble in kindergarten uh when when the kids were singing and i wasn't singing but i was clicking my watch to the beat <laughs> and the teacher got mad she's like what are you doing you know that like she told me to cut it out and when i was like 12 or 13 i would like open the cd player uh I, we had a we had a mixer at home. I would plug my my like Sony Walkman into the, the mixer, open it, hold the button down so it would keep spinning, but it was still open. I would kind of like try to scratch on it, <laughs> but it was a CD player, so I don't want to work. And um, uh, there was another time where like my best friend and I we were playing with this toy. My best friend James. Uh, we were playing with this toy that would like make sounds for every button that you press it was like for letters or something and we right. kind of like started making a beat out of it together oh yeah like, yeah just out of just out of like the words and the letters that they were saying like we spent like 10 15 minutes straight just like in like collaborating on this one tiny toy that wasn't even a music toy <laughs> you know it was things That's like awesome. that yeah it was things like that where where music kind of poked its head out right and then it was only until recently where i started not recently um I started getting heavy into music 2009 so that's for me that's kind of where yeah that's where like that's where music started started for me. yeah well that's you know, when you can start yeah that's it. when that's when you know I, I saw this as as a career path yeah and I saw this where I can turn a hobby into into more than just a hobby right and now I'm trying to do as much as I can to, to get myself you know, out of this realm and into the professional realm. But it, it's tough. It takes a lot of work. Yep. And you're up for the work, obviously, Oh, yeah, man. definitely. Nice. He's got to keep kicking doors till, till some stays open. You know, I had an idea while you were talking about thing when you are talking about the letters, right? Yeah. And you made beat out of that. Uh-huh. I think it would be really cool. Like, I know you're already doing a challenge right now, but I think it would be really cool to engage your audience and have your audience, like, give you... Or vote on, uh, I don't know even know what they'd vote on. Maybe, like, maybe they would vote on one of those toys where you you press yeah, the letters like, right, and you incorporate that mm-hmm. into a beat, and then you have to you yeah. have to roll with what they voted with. Yeah, you know, and then make it your own. Uh-huh. You could do that like a, a your audience challenges you mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, and I like I like doing things like that even on the regs like. You know, with you, you gave me you gave me the the witchcraft 
sample to work with, you know, yep. we can make a beat out of this for me to put in this video. You know, yep. I took that as a challenge. It was tough, but I found a way to work around it. Yeah, you um, made it awesome. Yeah, it turned out really well. Um, you know, I, I, I like challenging myself like that. Like, you know, there's times where I'm at home just chilling and I would, you know, I would freestyle by myself, but then I kind of get bored of it. So I'd start using like word generators to pop up random oh, okay. words and then try to rhyme with those words. Or, um, yeah, like, you know, a lot of the work that I've been doing lately is, um, you know, my, my friends would give me samples or give me sounds uh, to work with, you know, based on what their preference is. And that kind of work, my vision to, to build around theirs. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like I like doing challenges like that. You know, it's fun and it, it's good to see the outcome of, of what you accomplish for certain obstacles that you're given. Right. Mm. For me, with uh, with a lot of my beats, or especially a lot of a lot of my beats that I I let artists use, I'll put my audio tag in. Uh, and the audio tag is something that I got from the Fresh Prince. Uh, I was looking for something that says the name G in it, and I found one in the first season that says um, there's two. It says "Come on G, they waiting." That's and where it came yeah, from. And then the second one says "Come on G, kick it." So I, I like incorporating that into my song, just like how, just like how. I was how, wondering where you got yeah. that, or who you got uh -huh. to say that. Yeah, just like how Just Blaze does it, or just like how Mike Will made it does it. Right. I, I do that same, uh, same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. Okay, so, so Fresh Prince, that's awesome. Uh -huh. it makes so much sense. Yeah, guys. I revealed that secret before because a lot of people were asking, and every, just like the hat, like a lot of people when they see me and they hear my music, they'll they'll say my audio tags to me all the time. Like I'm glad that it sticks. Yeah, and it's it's, it's all, good branding. Yeah, and it's all well it's done. all just like it's like just everything is is linking cognitively with in relation to the arrows, the audio tags, and myself. Yeah, and I saw your Snapchat. You you packed all black everything. Mm -hmm. That that's your that's your your image, right? Not really my image. It's just like sometimes when I go on trips, um, I'll just have certain I'll have like. Uh, clothing themes that I just like Theme, doing for yeah, kicks. Okay. Like for yeah, for for out here for the weekend, I have everything that I have is black. Yeah. Um, when I went to Dominican, I had like all colorless button-up shirts. Okay. When I went to Japan, I had all pink shirts. Uh, just something that I do. Yeah. Do that's such a weird that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. It's, well, it's, yeah. It shows your uniqueness. Uh -huh. You're showing yourself, right? Yeah in everything that you do, it's mm -hmm. awesome. So, is there any piece of advice that you could share with, with me and with everybody that has helped you? I have a wall in my room, like right beside my studio, where yeah. I have just a bunch of, not even quotes, like it could be quotes or messages that I, that I write down um, just to inspire me and keep me moving. One of them says, own it. And I, I learned that from talking to one of these big producers, Illmind. Uh, he's a Filipino producer from New York. Okay. He's been doing yeah, he's been doing a lot of big things. He has uh, his beats on Drake's recent albums, uh, J. Cole's recent albums, okay. among, among other things. Yeah, and I, I got to meet him recently. And one of the things that he said to me that stuck was, own it. And just whatever you do, do it and be dope at it and just own it and it, and it stuck um 
another another lesson that I learned that I'm still doing is just use as much of your talent as you can. Like for me, uh, I'm slowly I'm slowly breaking down the walls and showing people certain things that I could do, and that's just based off me my like my introverted side my you know my side where you know I just don't want to show certain things because I'm not fully comfortable with it or I'm not fully I'm just not ready to like I I feel like I have to perfect everything before I show it right. to the world but you know there's sometimes where you just might you know you might let some peak a bit and it might catch somebody's attention and then from there you can grow Okay. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for sharing that. That'll be great. That's mm -hmm. awesome, actually. That will be great. That already is great. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, to wrap things up here, we, we've pretty much we've touched on a lot of different subjects so mm -hmm. far. Um, is there anything maybe that you specifically wanted to talk about? You know, going into this. Um. What have we not talked about that's interesting? Like what else, what else do you want to know? Like what certain things do you want to know from me in terms of either like musically, spiritually, or like just behind the scenes Let's shit? talk about spiritually actually. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, explain, uh, <coughs> explain a little bit about that area, about yourself. Um, spiritually. Uh, I am a religious person. Okay. I'm not overly religious, but you know, I do, you know, I, I'm Christian. Uh, I believe in God, Jesus, all that. Right. But I, you know, I've, I also believe in other spiritual things outside of that. Not saying that one is entirely right, one is entirely wrong. It's just, you know, what I like to do is is take lessons and aspects from different religions and different different things uh and just whatever applies to me uh, i'll stick with it um i learned recently not recently but last year i learned reiki oh cool mm -hmm. uh, what reiki is is for people who don't know is a uh, spiritual healing or universal healing right Oh, sorry, and Reiki, the word Reiki in Japanese means universal energy, Reiki. Oh, interesting. So okay. I learned that, um, and what that did for me, you know, it's it's not a religion-based thing. It's more of, it's it's an energy and spirituality-based thing, and it, it, you know, helps me, uh, my, my Reiki master who taught me is... Uh, I spoke on him earlier, Pierce, Pierce Cacalda. Uh Yeah, he, he taught me a lot, just um, how you, you can use this energy to, to as another driving force to, to help with your creativity, to, to help you emotionally, um, even physically. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been used before to, to cure disease. I use it personally to, to cure colds and coughs and um, stomach aches, things like that. Like I right. try to, you know, yeah, I try to it use it. It can be really powerful. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh yeah so i just you know i take what i can from from everything that i learn and just apply it to myself and it so helps. you take the the strongest aspects that speak mm -hmm. to you and you yeah you put that into yourself mm -hmm. there's a there's a word i was trying to get to yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah you know there's you know there's not there's not one religion where everything is right but there are some right things in most religions or in a lot of religions so you know it's it's just a matter of taking those good things and using it to benefit yourself right which is what i try my best to do excellent mm -hmm. thank you very much man and thank you so much for coming out on the yeah, podcast dude this was this was awesome. Like I, I had a lot of fun. Uh -huh. I learned a lot about you, and I learned a lot of lessons that I'm going to be able to apply to my own uh -huh. life and career. And everyone that listens, they'll they're going to learn a lot as well uh -huh. alongside this. So that's that's great. Uh, thank you so much, man. Yeah. This means a lot. And yeah, everyone, please check out G and all of his music, everything that he's doing. Follow him everywhere, and you know, reach out to him too. Let them know that Hadlin sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was such a fun episode for me. G has been a good friend of mine for many, many years. And for him to fly to Saskatoon for this podcast episode was just an amazing honor that he would grace me with his presence and do this because I've always looked at him and his music so highly in my regard. Please take some time, check out his SoundCloud and buy some of his music you will love this music. I use it all the time, obviously, in the podcasts, and you're going to continue to hear his music in the podcasts. But now, please, take some time. Send me a comment what you thought of this episode. Go to my website. Leave a comment there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to do. My website, www.hadlin.com. And this episode is slash CMC12. Thank you very much once again, each and every one of my subscribers and everybody who is listening for the very first time. Please, again, subscribe, like, share this episode, and I will see you next week. And remember, always go out there every single day and work as hard as you possibly can towards your dream.
now you're off this. Now you get back up to the gritty shit.